0: This week's broadcast is the third message in the four-message series titled, There is Greatness Inside You. Bishop Clark uses the book of 1 John chapter four, verses one through four as the background scripture for part one of the message, You're Not a Mistake.
1: What does it mean to be truly great? Well, I think I shared with you last week that greatness is an overabundance
0: of quality.
1: An overabundance of quality. Everything God does is uh, overabundant. And uh, he does it with an overabundance of quality. And if you're connected with the Lord, this certainly describes our God in his essence. An overabundance of quality. Glory to God. Greatness is in God, so greatness is in me if God is in me. Amen. That's just simple mathematics. If greatness is in God and God is in me, greatness and overabundance of quality is in me. So don't let the world look at you and indict you for being lazy when God put you on the earth. He sent you as an ambassador to represent to the world what he put inside of you. You and I actively represent, in essence, our creator and his attitude in the earth. You and I represent Jesus and his attitude about life in the earth. You need to always check yourself to see if you're reflecting the life and the attitude of Jesus. Tim Franklin shared something with us. He said, freedom, with freedom comes life or essence. And so if God sets you free... If he he imparts liberty to you, he doesn't do that and you die. Liberty is tied to life and to vitality. And he's releasing that in our hearts and in our minds when we accept him in our lives. Glory to God. And so life is inside of me. Vitality is inside of me. Watch this. There's a gift inside of me. One of the things the enemy wants to do through trial and trauma is to snatch the gift or keep it earth. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. He wants you, he wants you to stay locked to the earth, glory to God. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Amen. But remember now, God chose the earthen vessel. He chose the the, the lump of clay. And then he put you on the wheel of circumstance and molded you into what he wants you to be. Glory to God. And he made from the mold clay a vessel of honor sanctified in me for the master's use. Can the church say amen? Amen. So so even though I know that I'm a clay pot, inside of me there's something great. Inside of me there's something va- uh, valuable, something of worth. Glory to God. And every once in a while God wants me to lift up my eyes unto the heels. hallelujah to lift up my eyes and those ethical leaders and those effective leaders must have an external reference point when you're dealing with issues Amen. a lot of people only use their internal reference point when they're leading people and we do need internal reference point like the guidance of the holy spirit but if you don't know the word you don't know if the holy spirit is guiding you See, see you, the word, the, the Holy Spirit is designed, he's all powerful, but he only, he only illuminates what you know. Amen. If you get the word in you, he'll magnify it, he will cast light, he will show you what Jesus taught. But if you are void of the word, you don't get in the word. When the word is preached, you're in the foyer. You're, you're drinking mint and julep and bad mouth in your country. You're finding everything to do but sit up under the word. Where are you? Where are you at? If I count you, can I count on you? Glory to God. If you're among the number, are you in the midst receiving the word? If you're not receiving it on Wednesday, do you get into it on a daily basis? What's happening to you? I'm going through the Bible right now. I'm in the book of Judges. And it's awesome to hear about Gideon. Amen. Yeah. And you start reading Gideon, you see a little Gideon inside of you. You know, God calls you a mighty man of valor, but you don't feel like it. God says there's something powerful in you, but you don't feel like it. You're threshing wheat in the wine press, hiding what you're doing. From the Midianites, there's greatness in you, but you don't even know it. You haven't tapped into it. Yet God, an angel of the Lord, appeared unto Gideon and called him a mighty man of value. Well, if you didn't read that, you will think that your stuff is isolated, that you're the only one going through. Yet God pulled Gideon, the least of his household, out of the sheepfold, put an anointing in the man, set him forth, and didn't allow him to defeat the Midianites with 32,000. He did it with 300. Can somebody say Going through the Word helps to illuminate certain things. It helps you to understand Holy Spirit is designed to illuminate what you know. So if you get in the Word and stay in the Word, Holy Ghost will illuminate. How do you know if you're being led of the Lord? How do you know if you don't know Word? Amen. Glory to God. If you're never opening the Bible, you're just going off your feelings. This is where people are right now. People have an internal reference point and it's not God. It's emotions, and most emotions are damaged, and emotions can't be trusted. They're like the waves of the sea. If you do what you do because you feel like it or you're emotional, you may just float on out to sea, and God has nothing to do with it. You don't even have your sail up to be driven by the wind. There's nothing to hoist the wind. You're just floating and floating and floating and float on. Float, float, float on. Float on. How long are you going to float on? You don't even have an anchor in the ground. You need to make sure that you're anchored in the hope that God gives us. And your sail is high and the spirit of God is driving you in a certain direction. I'm preaching already. How do you know if you're being led of the spirit? You need the word of God inside of you. Leaders need an internal reference point. Not emotions. Our emotions without Christ are damaged our souls need to be saved and the emotions is one-fifth of your soul. Imagination is one-fifth of your soul. Memory is one-fifth of your soul. Intellect is one-fifth of your soul. Will is the other fifth of your soul. So, if if your emotions are off, this is what the enemy does, is get into your emotions as a Leviathan spirit and choke him out. Then he's able to tap into your will and turn you from the Lord. Or he'll come through your intellect and then his aim is to stretch through the intellect and grab your will. And then he'll turn you away from the Lord. You got to have facts all of the time. It needs to fix. It needs, you got line upon line, precept upon precept. Sometime God will blow your mind and do something that you never thought he would do. The key is to follow the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. If you were in Moses' time, no one could eat showbread. No one. Any, even Aaron's sons that struck up strange fire died in the tabernacle. But David discovered something different. He was able to eat the showbread and enter into the, get close to the Ark of the Covenant when no one should be able to touch it because he entered into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. He was thankful unto the Lord and he blessed his name. And when you bless God, God doesn't use, he doesn't use the law to beat you anymore. He's pleased. He said, I didn't even want these sacrifices. I never wanted a goat or a bullock. I wanted the fruit of your lips. I wanted the sacrifice of praise from the fruit of your lips. And if I can get it Glory to God Then I don't have to kill anybody If I can get the glory from you I don't have to hurt you Lift up holy hands and bless his name David discovered that So if you look at line upon line Precept upon precept You would say there are things you can't do And you you can't do And not see that God never wanted to kill anybody anyway What he wanted was praise And you don't see praise in Moses' law You see fear But David discovered something about our God. That's why God said, he's a man after my own heart. Not that he does everything right, but he realized that if you praise the Lord and bless him in your flesh, hallelujah, and lift up hands, that's really what, that's why you were created. That's why he made you, because you were born to give God glory. Glory to God. So you need an internal reference point, yes, but most of all, you need an external reference. Reference point, and I'll explain what I need. If you're going to lead people, if you're an ethical leader, you have to be able to look beyond yourself and not be limited to what's going on on the inside of you. External leaders, external reference point, not external leadership, but uh, effective leaders, ethical leaders will have an external reference point like philosophy. Like philosophy. You know the philosophy of a thing. Our philosophy here in the ministry is to make sure that people come before buildings. In other words, we're not trying to build buildings first and neglect people. That's not our goal. Amen. Amen. We believe in the spiritual reproductive system of the body of Christ, which is evangelism. We point people to Jesus. We don't give them the finger. We point them to Jesus. We don't give them the finger. We point them to Jesus. Because here's the apostle. Here's the prophet. That third one is the evangelist. But we don't give them the finger. We point them to Jesus. Glory to God. And then the ring finger is the pastor. And the pinky is the teacher. The five-fold ministry of God reaching into the church to move God's people. Y'all listening you got to understand philosophy. Amen. What is the philosophy of a thing? If you're in business, know the philosophy of it. In business, you're in business not to make friends. You're in business to make money. You need to know that now. If you don't understand that, you'll be trying to make friends. And, try, and when people don't like you, get hurt and go home and shut down on your business. You're supposed to be able to be tough enough to handle it if you're going to start a business. No philosophy. Glory to God. The philosophy of a thing. Have your mind psychologically fit. Mentally able and physically fit. Mentally able and physically fit if you're going to deal with business. Go through the tough times. Take a licking and keep. Timex your way through. Timex is out. We need to make sure. Tag it out. Rolex it out. Man, I'm man. I got to get rid of these old terms. People don't wear Tynamax anymore, but some people do. Well, what about what is that? G-Shock. Yeah, G-Shock. That takes a licking and keep on ticking. You can dive in that watch. It's called a G-Shock. You can get it at Academy. Forty-four dollars. Nice watch. It's an athletic watch. Every man needs to have a watch. Don't trust your phone. Have a pen and a watch. Try to have a hundred dollars that you can grab. Every man. Every man. If you're going to grow up, you can't be sitting around begging people for stuff. You need to have it in your pocket. You need an external, like philosophy. What about religious tradition? If you're led of the spirit, do you know what the traditions are? Now, we're not locked to tradition, but you need to know it. You need to know that. You need an external reference point. What did they do before I got here? If you're the type of person, I don't need to know what they did. I only know I'm better than my father. I, I know more. I know more because I have G. I have uh, Google and I can Google anything I want. You bypass teachers and leaders. You need to have religious tradition. Why do they do or did they do what they did? Yeah. Ask the why question. Why is it this way? Just ask it and learn some history. I'm reading a book right now dealing with American history, and it's a female who wrote it. I'll give you the title later, but it's something that you need to read. And I like the way she writes it. She has lace. She has lace. She's not just hard, just hard history, just facts. It's the way she approaches it. There's some velvet up in there. She's sensitive, and you can tell it. Most of the people that wrote American history are male. But I like this one, because she's a female that doesn't, she doesn't hide anything but it's the way she explains it and you can tell you need to know history what happened before you got here what was the church doing before you got here say a hundred years ago what was the church doing a hundred years ago you think you're the only one that has a revelation when did the Jehovah's Witness come into power what caused them to come into power that religion is is not as long or as aged as Christianity what about the Mormons do you know anything about them This is not for everybody, but if you're a leader now, you at least need to have an understanding of religious tradition. Then you'll be able to stand up with some understanding and know that there's nothing new under the sun. The children of Israel under the judges, they love God. As soon as a leader like Gideon died, they started worshiping idols. Not just saying I'm not going to church, they worship idols. And when you start seeing that, you're not shocked when you see church people worshiping idols. I think it was Trey Hogan in our panel. He said they they left God and started handling things that they can handle and look at and worshiping it, worshiping the the created thing more than the Creator. Spend more time in this and yeah, yeah, pictures. I gotta send stuff out. Ooh. ooh. The world passing you by, and all you see is these pictures. My God, my God, my God. Five years pass, and all you looking at is these pictures. Instead of spending time in the Word, Glory to God. What about precedent? One of the things a judge has to be able to do is not just look at the law, but look at precedent precedent do you know the precedence one of the reasons why i don't do or follow every suggestion here is because i'm not trying to create a precedent just because i said yes to you don't mean i'm going to say yes to this one and you don't understand that or that's showing favoritism what are you talking no it's preference if you don't understand these things you'll say they're showing i can't believe they got clicks up in there because they let sister so-and-so do that well sister so-and-so had a better angle and the timing was right. There's nothing, no reflection against you. Amen. But if you don't understand that as a leader, you'll get with the people that's creating issues and talking about what happened as if you know how to flow. If you know how to flow, then God wouldn't have me here. The reason I put me here is to lead. Yeah. You have to be able to trust that. The reason why he put you in your house, your kid will say something like, wow, mama don't know what she's doing. God put mama there. I'm telling you to listen to your mama. And you've got to be able to trust the leadership until they say or do something that just makes you say, I just can't trust you anymore. Amen. So external reference points are are very important. And the leader must cause you every once in a while to lift up your eye from the circumstance to a value system that's greater than them. Thank you, Lord. These are keys to making you an effective leader. If you're leading anybody, you need to make sure you have values, but have external, have precedent, things that you can say. Effective lawyers will say, well, judge, I understand that you're doing this, but a precedent was set. There was a case uh, 15 years ago where this happened that happened and the Supreme Court ruled this way, just like they did. Thank you for reminding me. So I can't do that because when, when the, the lower court ruled this way, it was overturned by the Supreme Court. So because I know precedent, even though everybody's screaming, telling me to do it, I need to move in this direction. If you want to demonstrate the impact on your life of God's presence, do what you do. With overabundance of quality. If you want to demonstrate the impact of God's presence on your life, do whatever you do with overabundance of quality. Thank you, God. When the world looks at you, let them see the overabundance of quality in several areas. Number one, in intensity. In intensity. You can't be a confident driver and lack intensity as it relates to holding the wheel. You can't recline like this in the seat, pressing the gas. You're confident because you're pressing the gas, but you don't have any intensity as it relates to your alertness. You got a lot of believers, pressing the gas, let's move faster, what's going on with us? But you're too laid back. You can't even react if there's an accident or situation because you're reclining in the moment. Lethargic in praise, lethargic. I don't need to praise. Again, that old song again. Well, we're going to sing it again until you sing. Because I don't see you using your mouth ever. Some of the most biggest complainers aren't consistent. Glory to God. Glory to God. I want to do a leadership school called consecutive. Consecutive, that means you do the same thing over and over. You don't do it one day and tomorrow you end Glory to God. Consecutive. You remain consecutive so you can make a change. Glory to God. These disciplines, the root of discipleship is discipline. Learning to do the same. Some people say, I just want to hang out with you one day all day long. I said, you would be bored if you hang out with me all day long. What? No, you seem excited. No, you're looking at the preaching moment. What puts me here is consistency. And it would be boring to you because I try to do the same things every day. When I get out, I put my keys to certain spots so I don't lose them. I can't be sitting around wondering where my keys are. I need to get on the road. Well, you may just hang them and throw them on the bed. Bloom, you tired. But I remain consistent as I move. At least I try to. Amen. When I undress, I usually take off my shoes first. So how do you move? When I put my shoes on, I put socks on, both socks on, and then both shoes. Because I can't understand how a person can put on one sock and then one shoe and the other foot is left bare. How you going to get out if you got the run? Consistence. If you're cutting hair, go with the edges first, all the way around. Instead, of you're going to go over here and switch over there and go back over here. Listen, consistency is important. Do you have a routine? How do you work things? Now those people don't have it. Let them hairdresser mess them up. They're the first one to point fingers. But if I looked at your consistency, Are you there? You rise up in the morning. Do the same thing over and over and over again. David said in the morning I will praise you. And in the evening. Consistency. What do you do? Reading the word. How often do you read it? Every day you need to read it proverbial day will keep the devil at (laughs) bay. You don't read any proverbs. You don't have any wisdom. You don't see what they're saying. Read it in different versions of the Bible. You don't see what the Lord is saying about this, about how to work with that. What about riches? Riches, 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 riches. Read what Solomon said about riches. Read what he said about a forward tongue. Six things the Lord hate. Seven is an abomination. All of the big sins that you all like to talk about, God never mentions them in the things he hates.
2: In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired, frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed.
0: If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida 32906, or you can email us at The Word of Truth Revealed at TruthRevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, would you write to us or email us? Use reference number 1763. That's reference number 1763 just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs and now final thoughts from Bishop Clark in the hustle and
1: bustle of everyday living sometimes we miss moments, intimate moments with our children and that is I believe we need to pull them close look them in the eye and say I love you I'm with you and I would like to encourage you day. Don't allow the sun to go down without you pulling your children close, up close, same air close, and tell them that Jesus loves them. But remember to tell them that you love them too. Until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.